1: what's up everybody itachi 266 here with another episode of Gamma games formerly 266 gaming guests we have changed the title because the podcast has just been doing so well thanks to you guys and my 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 team is growing it's it's becoming such an amazing thing that it was like it's it's gone beyond just you know 266 it's like it's a group thing now so i was like i got to bring back the name, so I've decided to name the podcast Gamma Games. I am here with my co-host BurnX23, Uh, Bullet SpongeBob and King Rufus were not able to join us this week, but we have Twitch streamer and a new member of the crew, Fat Baker, joining us this week for the podcast. Say what is up, buddy?
0: Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Fat Baker. Find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash fat, P-H-A-T underscore baker.
1: So we are super duper excited today. We've got a decent episode for you guys. We've, we've got some stuff that we just, we, we always have some good stuff for you guys. We always just have like a meat and potatoes. Like, like this is a meal and we just, we get our best chefs in the kitchen to cook something up for you guys. So... Sit back, relax, get comfortable. We are just going to roll right into it. I, one, I want to start. I want to start. We're just going to get right into the nitty gritty of games. Death Stranding.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Death Stranding has been just this confusion of what kind of game it is just all around like nobody's known anything about the game besides the fact it's coming from Hideo Kojima so they're like okay we already know like this guy's a mad genius like this this game's got to be amazing I mean you got Guillermo del Toro on board you got Norman Reedus you've got um what is it? what's his name Mads Maddoxon Madison? I can't Mickelson Mads Mid- Mickelson? I think his name is Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've got like these. Struggle. I struggle (laughs) without, because I do have like a unique name.
2: But you talk about me with Marshala Ali.
1: Look, hey. (laughs) I wanted to look. Okay, the M's. All right. (laughs) It's the M's. But nobody knew anything about the game besides the trailer. It was just so much speculation. But it was like covered in so much mystery that there was they didn't even know what to speculate like at all. Yeah so finally, finally someone was able to get hands on with it and now we actually have like the main character's name and pretty much like what the gist of the game is and the best way to summarize it is walking. This game is apparently a lot of walking. And apparently the main character is walking from the East Coast of the United Cities of America to the West Coast, like completely across the country. And you're pretty much activating communication towers to try to unite all the cities again after the president's daughter got captured, if I remember correctly. And uh, you're trying to reestablish hope across the country after these things called homo demons or daemons however oh, i guess what a great name yeah <laughs> homo demons came from the other side now that just right there gives me like a stranger things vibe so i'm wondering like who who came up with it first because in what stranger things they call it the upside down or the what was it the upside down i think yep so it's like okay these guys are coming from the other side and you know they're trying to oppose you being you know the beacon of hope trying to reestablish communications between the country and and i guess obviously being being the savior of i want to say humanity um yeah but they haven't really gone into much detail of like you know where the the demons came from just just besides the fact that they came from the other side but not like how the other side came to be i'm pretty sure like he gave just he let the demo play just enough so that it just raised more questions
2: hideo kojima he's gonna leave everything in goddamn mystery yeah,
1: exactly and they didn't answer the question about the babies if anybody remembers the trailer, there was the baby that was attached to, like, Norman Reedus's character. So, that's still a thing. Um, also, the main character's name is Sam Porter Bridges. Uh, so, yeah. I've, it's been a long time since I've seen a main character that actually had a first, middle, and last name. They usually just give them, like... The first, first and last Yeah. <laughs> so having a first, middle, and last thing, like, okay. But I heard that this is supposed to have, like, the most cinematic scenes in a game, like, ever.
2: Again, it's Hideo Kojima. Nothing about that surprises me.
1: Yeah, it's just gonna be ridiculously long cinematics. And it makes me wonder, like, is there is there a combat system? Is there... Is it a stealth based only? Like can you fight or do you run and hide? Is it like an Outlast kind of thing? Because that's what that was Outlast's premise. like You couldn't fight back. You ran and hide, but it worked really well for that game. Right. It worked really well for that game because, let's be realistic, in a horror situation, that's what we'll say most people are going to do. They're going to be like, yo, I got to go run, I got to go hide to, to live and maybe fight another day or just not fight at all. So...
0: Oh, I'm going to guns ablaze. Going guns ablaze.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll never take me alive. So I'm just me. wondering, like, like where, what do you guys think is, is with the deal with the game? Because I've seen so many things, people that were floating in the sky at the first trailer. Then it was those, those stranger thing, skyscraping monsters that were like, you could. Only- so
2: here's my thing. And my whole. The reason I can't really say anything about the game yet is because Hideo Kojima is notorious for throwing out like all kinds of beautiful scenes and everything like that. Making people think, oh, this is exactly how this game is going to be. And then next thing you know, he throws everybody for a 180. Granted, it always ends up being a beautiful piece of work. But to say, I guarantee you, I know this is going to be the premise. I can't do it. Think. Uh, think back to Metal Gear Solid Two, right? Uh-huh. What was Hideo Kojima constantly showing, having Konami show for the trailer, Snake?
1: And it wasn't even Snake.
2: Snake was in, Snake was literally the main character of that game for what ninety minutes.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And after that, how many times did they show Raiden? Right None.
1: And he wasn't play- the main character
2: yeah so I never know oh and then Snake Eater Snake Eater he made it sound like it was right after Metal Gear Solid 2 he made it sound like everything was going to play out right after Metal Gear Solid 2 all this other stuff and then next thing you know you find out it's not even Solid Snake it is just Naked Snake aka Big Boss Big Boss So, and let me not get started on the cluster of Metal Gear Solid 5
1: oh boy which in the end you could tell he was just like you know what since you guys are going to do me dirty (laughs) here you go you could tell like the different shift like the further in the game you get you're like okay you could tell when he stopped having as much hands yeah he stopped caring because he knew that they were going to drop the hatchet on him so here's my speculation what was probably played was probably like the first 90 minutes maybe like, that might have been the beginning of the game and not, like, any anywhere near what the actual premise of the game is, like you said. Because bringing up Metal Gear that's a very good point. And he wouldn't give up the meat and potatoes of what the game is about. At all. Right. It, it would be just enough to let people know, hey, this game is still here. This game is still a thing. Here you go. Something playable. And leave you with more questions than answers and then just the speculation of hey what (laughs) but 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 he knows that his true fans are are gonna go and they're gonna get the game and then they're gonna be like oh so i'm thinking that what was played was probably just the beginning
0: yeah he's definitely leaving it up for a surprise yeah
1: definitely especially for as long as it's been in development there there's no way that he was gonna give a crazy crazy long demo with detail and instructions and and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm totally agreeing with that. That was that was a new playable teaser. Right. And and I wouldn't be surprised if that was literally just for that moment and then everyone else picks up the game and that whatever that person played never even appears.
2: <sighs> no, no. Here's how I felt it will appear, but it's probably gonna be like the first hour of the game. And that's it here's the first initial hour of the game this is the prologue that you're seeing boom welcome to the madness yeah like he's notorious for it because my other point behind how he is with that think of metal gear solid 5. he literally re- released two arcs in metal gear solid 4- 5. Um, what was the first one called? The first arc of it? Ground what? Oh, ground zero. Ground zeros. Yeah. So you release Ground Zero, right? And you get this whole elaborate introduction, this whole elaborate storyline. You're like, all right, who's Paz? Who's mm-hmm. No Face? What's up with XOF? Why do they have the fox die symbol? All all this stuff, right? And then Metal Gear Solid Five come out. Phantom, Phantom, uh, Pink or Phantom Limb. I can't remember. Phantom, what's the
1: one it's Phantom Pink, Phantom <laughs> Pink. Okay, the Phantom Limb.
2: You know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> so then you get there, and it's like, okay, so Paz isn't as important as you made him sound like, but now you have this whole other thing going on, and now you have to wonder, hey, are you really playing this boss or? There's something else going on, and if you catch all the hints that people give throughout the game, then you find out the whole purpose of the ending. Yeah. So like like I said, with Hideo Kojima, I I'm like, nah, I'm hands off. You do you, buddy. I don't know how it's gonna work out.
1: And I think with the Metal Gear, I mean... You never, it, it, when you really think about it, when you, the only Metal Gear Solid game I can think of where you legitimately played Solid Snake, and I don't think there was any blindness or surprise about it, was the the first game. Fourth. And the, was it the was it the fourth? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when you played the Age Tim. So technically, in the entire saga of his games, you can only be sure of two of them where you played Solid Snake. Yet, Solid Snake is the face of Metal Gear Solid.
2: (laughs) And then you have Metal Gear where, yeah, it was still Snake, but, I mean, there's so many. That series as a whole is so vast.
1: Yeah, super duper, super duper vast. But And then think about Silent Hill. Oh, that's something you can go into for hours. (laughs) Silent Hill is its own lore world and... Exactly,
2: think of all of Hideo Kojima's babies. Oh the big babies, right? Silent Hill, Metal Gear, Zone of Vendors. So,
1: oh, yeah, Persona think of
2: vendors. all three of their like major trailers when they were initially released. Did you really get anything out of it?
1: No, and the thing is, when you did the playable teaser for PT, which, once again, gonna remind you guys, if you've got that game saved on your PlayStation, you were sitting on a gold mine. If you were smart and didn't delete it. That game would have been phenomenal, and the thing is, I I feel that you know what that game probably would have been too scary for the normal
0: audience. Like, well, you I know what PC so was bad.
2: actually so was supposed to be right. What PC was actually Silent Hill. It he was, later was. In, was.
1: Yeah, because it was called Silent Hills. I remember
2: later on, later on, he admitted to he was like, yeah, that was a test for Silent Hill. I just changed the name so people didn't go, oh, my God, new Silent Hill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then when people found out, like, oh, it was going to be then all of a sudden it got nixed. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like that demo was better than some of the full fledged horror games I had played through, like, because it wasn't a one and done then you had to go back and do multiple playthroughs to um, Yoshi to get all the secret it was amazing it was a phenomenal demo for a looping room that was done so masterfully and look at how many they always say what imitation is the greatest form of flattery look at how many hard games have been trying to imitate what pt was as a as a demo and they're trying to imitate it as a full game the only game that's come close as a spiritual successor is Visage. If you guys don't know, it's on Steam. It actually has gotten really good reviews. I've watched people playing that game and I could see that they tried to give people what was taken away from them when PT got pulled. Um, But there's just nothing is ever gonna replace what could have been. And right. it's just like, oh my gosh, that game had so much potential. Like I wasn't ever scared as much as like when I played that game, it, it was like it was so intricate that if anybody remembers and you had the, the microphone being you know, like, you know, you had the PlayStation microphone, you plugged it in, you could talk to the ghost chick. That was one of the little things you had to do for a full completion of the devil. You could you could speak to her like when you heard her, if you had the headset on and you heard her behind you, if you said her name, Lucy, like it it would make her disappear so she wouldn't kill you right away. You actually could speak to her. Like, like what game? Anybody else know a game that lets you do that?
0: No. but <laughs> I mean, a scary game I really enjoyed was uh, Layers of Fear. Have you ever now, played that? Now, I have seen people play
1: Layers of Fear and that looks like a trippy thing. Um, Because it's I about artists, trippy right? scary
0: games. it's, a, it's a, I think it's like a... If I remember correctly, it's about like a... Yeah, it's about an artist and he has like some... Some kind of like problem mentally, and I think he, I can't remember the full detail, but I think it had something to do with like killing his family, or no? It was yeah.
1: yeah, Was it that? Yeah, like he turned them into the works of art. He's like haunted by it. I think
0: I think that was like
1: like
2: all his like all his best works was his dead family. Yeah.
0: Then like I remember there's a part two where like the daughter comes in, and has to like relive through. Like, going through the house and stuff. I tell you, uh, a little... Yeah, I'm going to have to replay that. That's a good thing. Like, <laughs> he just asked himself to replay it. Layer, layers of Fear 2 just dropped, um, I, I think, like, was it three or four months ago or something like that? Yeah. Man, I need to hit that up, too. That's in my library. I got that waiting. See, I, I, I haven't touched
1: the, the Layers of Fear because the only type of horror games that do unnerve me are the ones that give the terrible sense of... And I'm not claustrophobic, but they give the sense of claustrophobia where you walk into a room and everything is one way. You feel like, like okay, this room's got candlelights, it's got a light on, it's good. You turn around and you, you, you just know something's different. And you turn back around, all of a sudden the rooms are changed and and like, like I don't know, the whole atmosphere is just off. And the hallways are just super narrow and then a lot of games now are implementing like those those narrow corridor chases.
2: So how the hell did you make it through Resident Evil Seven? Uh,
1: so when when I played Resident Evil Seven, I had played the demo to like to the to the day it dropped. And what happened with Resident what happened with Resident Evil Seven? It still got me, but I had a way of like defending myself. Like we're, if you're talking games like Layers of Fear or Amnesia or SCP contain, uh, Containment Breach or games so like Outlast. So basically the only
2: difference is what you're saying is the only difference is you could shoot something.
1: I could shoot something. Like if I came whipping around a corner and there was a, a mold whipping around, the because it, it would freak me out. Because there's a lot of times in the game you come around a corner and there's a mold standing there quietly waiting. And the ship was like the worst part for me in Resident Evil 7, which I don't know why I'm going to subject myself to playing it in virtual reality. You guys better, like, be cheering when I do this. I'm just saying.
0: You're (laughs) doing doing that in VR? I'm going to do it in VR. Oh, I'll
1: be there. I'll be there. That's going to be like the worst experience of my life. It's going to be the worst experience of my life. I'm going to need like a shit bucket. (laughs) I'm going to need like a 911 on speed dial and a shit bucket. But... You're gonna add back
2: the sound clips
1: if they work. If they work, but I won't be able to hear them. So, nice try. <laughs> because I have to use the PlayStation VR, and I won't be hearing anyone playing Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Bullet SpongeBob. But I'm I, gonna do that.
0: I'm gonna do that run sound. Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> See when you when you come whipping around a corner and there's something there, I can at least pull the trigger and go, ah, bang dead or stun it long enough for me to haul ass the opposite way with a game like Outlast guys please don't ever make Outlast VR please don't do it um, do it. don't do it <laughs> there is just nothing you can do nothing at all and you are just trapped in this just a, a dark dank house that you have to wonder who had the time to construct rooms that have Batman like sliding library doors, and a dungeon underneath. I'm just like, ah.
2: So basically, Fatal Frame fucked you up, too.
1: Oh my gosh, I, I can't. I have yet to this day to actually finish a Fatal Frame all the way through. Fatal Frame just trips me out. Fatal Frame, yeah. Even now, even with advancements in graphics, I do not mess around with Fatal Frame. No. Mm. no. No, no. No, 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 no. And the thing is, it's like you go to be like, hey, do you believe in ghosts? No, I don't believe in ghosts. I I it's just ghosts aren't a thing. But I also don't mess around with Japanese ghost lore. <laughs> Video game or movie. Like I'll watch it as a movie because it's like a controlled environment, but you put me in control of the character, that character is dead. Like, I don't know what you're expecting from me. She'll be dead before the story even starts. Jesus. It's it's gone. It's 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 a done deal. Now, I did play Siren.
2: You make no sense
1: i did play siren now i didn't say i enjoyed playing siren nor did i say i finished siren
2: <laughs> uh-huh uh
1: but the sight jacking gave you an advantage sight jacking uh-huh. gives you an advantage um but it still trips me out because yeah i don't know i let me put it this way i could still i would take a chance at playing dead space and probably get further because i at least can build up an arsenal to face. And you have a you have a gun. Exactly, I've got a gun, and that's just me. You put a gun in my hand, I'm okay, I'm I'm good. Now a lot of people are like, well, you know, like what about that by day? Like, yeah, but I know there's a player behind that killer, and it's more hilarious sometimes than scary. It's more just humor, um, because a lot of the killers just do funny stuff, and, it, yeah. and you you've seen when I play as the killer, I just like to mess with people, so, but. The ones where it's like, what what is going on in your head when you made this game? Did you read like 30 Edgar Allan Poe stories or something? Like, I mean. like holy crap. And I, I must say, like, Resident Evil. Well, maybe not Resident Evil. There's a game older than Resident Evil's, uh, Clock Tower. I was gonna say Resident Evil brought in the creepy mansion. Is style. Clock
2: Tower older?
1: Clock a Clock Tower is old, dude. Clock Tower is old because what Resident the first Resident Evil was ninety. Not
2: ninety four.
1: Is it ninety four or or four years after? Because Resident Evil two was ninety eight, right?
2: Something like that.
1: So the first Resident Evil was probably like ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Clock Tower is yeah. before 95. that. Ninety five. Yeah. So, and that was kind of like in a mansion. So I was gonna say, okay, the mansion thing got popular with Resident Evil because of all the secret rooms and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I, I play that on the edge of my seat with the door behind me. You know, I'm ready to run. That's just me. I can't do I can't do like mansion style horror and not break a sweat. Huh. Oh, am I the only one? No one else has a horror game that unnerves them a little bit.
2: <laughs> I don't do first person.
1: That's
0: probably layers of fear for me. That's, but I mean, I'm, I like score. I like core games. So, like, I never have a problem with them. They'll get me, but like, I have no problem going forward or anything like that.
1: Oh yeah, I, I like them. Um, there's certain ones that, like, I know if it's just too much for me, I'll just watch someone else play it in the beginning i couldn't play fear Fear when fear first came out
2: i know you couldn't i remember that
1: because it let, let me and there's a funny this is it's a funny story i couldn't play fear all the way through from the when it first came out that was before i joined the service to even when i was in and it wasn't you couldn't even,
2: play fear too and i still I remember
1: the only one i was able to play through was three and that's because it was way more action-oriented
2: and I was sitting right next to you the whole time.
1: And I was like, I, that was the only one I was able to play all the way through. Now, thing with fear, if you guys have never played fear, it's very misleading. If you look at like the old trailer of fear, they really gave you the idea. It was just an action oriented thing with a creepy girl sprinkled in. No, that creepy girl it
2: has. Rape.
1: Yeah. Alma, <laughs> Alma is the stuff of nightmares. Alma is the stuff of nightmares and they knew what they were doing when they would place her because there's points where they want you to intentionally see her or you just see her at the corner of your eye and then you look and then you just start questioning your own sanity to the point that you love the action sequences because you know nothing horrifying is going to happen. And then that's when... a
2: lie. Fear two.
1: Okay. The little, in... are you talking about the invisible guys? Cause I did hate them. The invis... No,
2: no, no, no. Remember... Remember that one day you were sitting there, you're like, yo, I hate playing for your two. He's like, I you said something like, I beat it once. And I was like, no, you didn't beat it yet. You made me play it. And I was like, all right, I'll play this. I ain't gonna be sober for it, but I'll play it. And I remember I was sitting there shooting some enemies and an almost popped out of nowhere. And went on her little rampage in fear too. Oh and yeah. I was like,
1: oh yeah. She likes to just stroll through at the most random of times.
2: When I had no bullets
1: left. Yeah, she would just stroll through, just nonchalant, and then disappear. And then you're just standing there like, uh, Nah, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Mm-mm. And I have not touched a, a fear since. Like, not even going to do it. Nope. Just not going to do it now if they remastered and probably like redid it. I probably would be that I would be that dummy to get curious and, and play it. But there's just certain games I'm just going to say right now don't need to be made to VR. Those are those are the few right there. Just going to put that out there. I agree with you about fear. <laughs> I don't know. That's a fear hard way to happen.
2: Fear 2. I'm good. Don't don't make that VR. No, no, man. Dead Space VR. Ooh.
1: Oh, no. No, that space
2: VR wouldn't bother me because it's third person.
1: But they would make it first person.
2: True. They would switch. It they, to I was gonna first say first they would have to make it first. They would have to
1: make it first person. True.
2: I didn't think about <laughs> it. <like
1: that. laughs> you, ain't, you ain't playing no floating camera, thinking it's safe. They gonna say, "Uh, uh-uh, you in the driver's seat now, buddy?" Yeah. Nah, now a cool concept I would love to see in VR is. A remastered version of House of the Dead on the railroad tracks like it was in the old classic days I think that would be cool I would I would do a House of the Dead and I think it could be done because they had the Until Dawn uh, Rush of Blood which was pretty much a roller coaster shooter and it worked really well people loved it so I was like well you could do that with House of the Dead just change the cheesy dialogue <laughs> oh,
2: super cringy dialogue. Change S- the damn. super
1: cringy dialogue. It really doesn't need a lot of dialogue. Just put that bad boy on the on the rail, the automatic railroad tracks, and let us go. Easy day, easy day. There's a game that a play. That
2: was a terrible idea. And
1: David Busters bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, that the die Oh my gosh, guys. I can't. I can't explain how much. My- you would think they learned after what what was that like the fifth game
2: yeah, after 25 years
1: you would think they would learn like when every character sounds like this and they all like okay apparently the zombie apocalypse was so normal that they all have to have like cheesy one-liners and they're not phased it's like yo everybody else is running around screaming their heads off and of course these two agents who were just there just like oh We've got to find the bad guy that's behind this and and bring a stop to it, like that, like, yeah. wow, uh, no,
2: I, I was there. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, moving on from from cringy because that's that's stuff of nightmares right there. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. That's what next Tuesday, right? Yep. Yep. So. So guys, if you haven't locked your names down, well, I don't know what to tell you at this point, because I know people were locking names down already. But,
0: uh... I got all my names locked.
1: Yeah, so if you did not know, World of Warcraft Classic comes back next Tuesday. I'm sorry if you haven't already locked the name down. If there's one thing I've learned about MMOs, whatever name you thought was original... Not so original. (laughs) You better start adding, like, a thousand different digits behind it, and you'll be lucky, lucky if someone still hadn't added those exact same digits behind it. So,
0: yeah, I, I think WoW Classic's going to be huge, huge for the next, like, at least, like, four months. Four to six months, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm expecting to see it start climbing the... Uh, if not take the top spot, be very close to...
0: Oh, like It's definitely going to take the top spot for, I mean, a certain period of time. Probably not for four or six months. But I would say for at least like a week, the two weeks. I mean, yeah. it really depends. I don't know what tournaments are out there and there's a lot of top streamers that are going to be playing that. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's one thing that's one thing I've noticed about uh, like like a lot of Twitch partners. They're very, very, very. And, and the thing is, it's not. it's not like, you know, it's not their fault. A lot of them, they get sponsored, and people come to them like, "Hey, play our game." You know, do this, do that, and they, you know, they go wherever the money is. You know, because they're a Twitch partner, they've got a big following. They've they've got a lot of uh, a lot of people that look to them. They've got a lot of influence. So, so it's kind of like what's going to happen is going to be like what happened with No Man's Sky because I remember when I started playing No Man's Sky, there was like an average of like 500 people watching. So it was like very small the loyal fan base. As soon as Beyond dropped that number skyrocketed didn't it
2: become like number five like in the top five
1: it was like in the top five on twitch for at least like a half of a week to almost a week and I looked I was like well who's streaming it and it was just straight purple check marks all over the place and all of them were like first time playing first time playing I'm like well what the heck rock were you living under (laughs) That you never had every like like, they're like, oh, I've never played No Man's Sky before, but I'm going to play it now. And I'm like, what the hell? So I kind of felt bad for like the the regular loyal No Man's Sky streamers because, man, they just got trampled because the partners just topped the chart. And I think that's what's going to happen with like, wow, which is good because it'll bring attention, you know, and all the loyal fan base that has been, you know, wanting that back is going to get it back. And yeah, it's it's going to be on the top, uh, for at least right. like like a couple days or so, because because everyone's attention span is pretty simple, and the fad of battle
0: royales is still
1: the thing. Between that, I mean, we, we, we thought
0: we thought Apex was going to take out Fortnite, and dude, that didn't happen. I was so hoping it would. I mean, they well, they had the. You
2: also got to take into consideration. You also got to take into consideration what did they end up doing to keep themselves on top they wasn't kind of shady. System. Yeah, they took well, the ping system. They kept taking other other companies' ideas and so, I mean that's that's, that's
0: that's smart business though. They that's, teach they teach that in college. They say that if you know if a co- company comes out that rivals you and they're doing something better that you're able to copy, you need to get on that as soon as possible.
1: Right. It's a cutthroat world out here. And games is all about numbers. It's all about money and it really sucks because as the consumer we're we're literally as well as figuratively paying for it because battle royales is and and I find certain ones entertaining the only one I will probably consistently in the future play is apex because I like uh despite the little heat that they took uh I like respawn. Love their Titanfall games, love them. It probably, in my opinion, besides Armored Core, which I felt didn't get a lot of love that it deserved. The last Armored Core game I played, I think was four. Love that they game. They had a fifth think, one. I know they had a fifth one, but I didn't get the fifth
0: one. I don't think I ever played Armored Core until like, I think it was like ps 2s the last time I played Armored Core.
1: And for me, it was PlayStation 3. And yeah. they had implemented you're
2: a, thinking of a forward answer yeah. when they the what, when they added the speed factor
1: I, and I, I loved the armored core games because you could have like little clans and stuff like you know you you get in with a faction of other players and you can go PvP that was like one thing I actually PvP would in because mech games was like like mech games are my jam except for like yeah. uh you know the some of the ones that you can't really do a lot of customization. In. I think it was like Frontline or it was another mech game. I can't remember what it was called. That proves why right there because I can't remember what it's called. But I loved Armored Core. But after that, my mech game fix just never got satisfied. Front <laughs> mission. I oh mean, yeah, there you go. Front mission.
0: I mean, I've been. Oh. I, I love MMO games, and I've been dying for good MMO. Um, current retail expansion, BFA, and WoW has been a letdown. Um, probably one of... It's probably the worst expansion. Not gonna lie. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Classic. I never played Classic, too. Um, so, like, I don't have that nostalgia factor, but just the way people talk about it and how it was more challenging, more difficult. Yeah. Um, at least for some things. Some things, obviously, there's probably it was a little bit easier. Um... But, you know, I'm looking forward to that grind, that level building. Oh, my God. I can't wait.
1: Now, I know one of my friends, uh, I interviewed her there about two weeks ago, Soulbound Leather. She was, I, I think she was around with Wild Classic, and she was pretty much like active in that so so i'm kind of curious if like wow classic would like pique her interest and bring her back in like i wonder how many people stopped playing and as soon as they caught wind of it they were like huh (laughs) i might have to poke my nose back in here and and show these youngins what i got like yeah like I, i just see i just see that just gonna be uh it's and it's gonna hold for a while it's gonna hold for a while if anything i would rather wow take over and bring and bring the battle royale a little bit down (laughs) just a little bit like it's a it's a phase i still believe it's a phase because i was talking in my one of my facebook communities and they were talking like well remember in like 2010 everybody was trying to make a moba
2: and yeah that's true yeah
1: and then it faded out and that's when battle royales came out so it's just like until the next thing hits uh you know we'll be dealing with the battle royales until someone makes a game that fortnite can't copy because now fortnite brought mechs in i don't know why that became a thing
0: apparently the community hates it they though.
1: hate it they hate it so much but i don't see them getting rid of it it's like they're trying no. to cover they're trying to cover so much ground so that wherever their competition might try to poke through They're already like trying to do whack a mole and be like, nope, we already beat you there. Nope, we already beat you here. And I'm like, uh, okay, you guys are getting a little bit ridiculous now. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I don't see Apex doing that. And if anybody could have probably implemented mechs into a battle royale, it would have been them. It would have been them because they already know how to make the mech engine work like
2: the problem is it would have just been titanfall
1: it would have exactly and i they don't want to do that they don't want to do that and i totally can respect that because it's like if i want to play mechs i'll go to titanfall which by the way respawn if you're making titanfall 3 you need to hurry up because you know I'm, i'm loving my titanfall and i actually need to go back and play that some more you want to talk about a game that i don't play the story and i just go straight online pvp and be completely happy with titanfall well, I, can,
2: I mean, the I first one that. didn't have a story,
1: but it, I kind don't think it, I don't think it needed kind of. it. I don't I know people. So here's the thing. It's kind of like and and I get it 50 50 because I knew Call of Duty was going to do it eventually. And they did. You're damned if you do, and damned then, if you don't.
2: And they got bitched at for it. They I got mean, bitched at for it.
1: That's but, what Evolve is. They didn't
0: have a campaign, and they failed.
1: And they failed. Uh, and you know, this is the funny... And This is where buying something digital bites you in the ass because you're stuck with it forever, and, and then when they pull it from the server, your money is just gone. You can't even trade it in. I had so much hope for Evolve because it was something new. It was unique. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It
0: was so fun,
1: and I, 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 I was, I actually was enjoying it. Um, I
0: still hate you for having to
1: buy that game.
0: I tried it. I tried to hit it up and play it like uh, several months back before I knew that they they took down the servers. Like I knew they they put it on PC for free, so I was like, oh man, I should give that a try. Nope, they took it. They, they get, took, they took, the took it off. Down.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, like everyone. So like me. Mess. Yeah. Permanently. I permanently have a dead game. So they just got free money, and I'm like, oh dang! And it was like you know they had new characters coming out and evolve i think don't quote me on this but for the first game i played evolve was the first game where i noticed a seasonal season pass it wasn't like a one and done season pass i think evolve was one of the games that kind of started ushering in the era of literally each season a new season pass because i was like wait what because i was like call of duty had season pass you bought one you were done and that was it you were good
2: yeah
1: evolve started to bring in the i because i bought the first season pass i was like cool i'm getting you the new monster i'm good with this and they're like okay cool season two season pass season what now say what what you mean season two season pass i just bought a season pass <laughs> <laughs> what what you talking about willis and then they come yeah. out, and they and they kept doing it, and then that's what turned me off of the game.
0: because well, I, was like, I mean, I mean, the word "season" is kind of misleading because obviously, it's like that means it happens more than once. Yeah, it's re- like it doesn't just stay forever. But yeah, I, I I remember the old season pass where you basically get everything from that that point on. That point on,
1: you were good, you were covered, and it and and most games, and this was this this is when you can start seeing that companies uh big companies started seeing like the money that could be made off of gamers and the gaming industry and when their influence started hitting hard because i want to say within the last 15 years and it's happened rapidly but it's also happened in such a sneaky level that you didn't notice it until like you sit back one day and you're like whoa shit's really changed because yeah. I want to say about 15 years ago you could go to the store and actually games are a little bit well it's kind of hard to tie. I remember games used to be crazy expensive back in the day too uh, I think they're almost the same price now there was a lull where it was a little bit cheaper now I think they're pretty much the same price that they were almost back in the day but consoles were definitely a lot more expensive back in the day too They they did not play around with console prices But now, about 15 years ago, you could go into the store, you could get the game off the shelf. One, you were getting a full game. You were getting a complete game.
0: Yeah, you You didn't have to download nothing.
1: You didn't have to download anything on day one. I think the first game that did that and it threw people off because it was a big thing was Little Big Planet. But that was only because of the opening theme offended like a country or something. (laughs) So they had to patch it day one like they wouldn't let you play the game until they patched out the song and replaced it so that was like the first time i got a game and i couldn't play it without a download immediately i was like all right whatever and then it didn't happen again for a while but you would go to the store you get your game you got a full game bam you go home you pop the game in you're you're playing the game it would just be like the first only thing you need to do would you like to make a save file absolutely click welcome to the game and then when you were checking out the cash register they would ask like hey do you want a season pass <laughs> and it was like you remember did you guys used to get the card that was the season pass they, you know yeah you go there you scan the card this is your season pass cool put the code in and you were good for the lifetime of that yeah. game anything that came out after was covered you were you were good then all of a sudden they somebody in in corporate realized hey we're using the word season why don't we actually do that? And then all of a sudden you get the season pass and I feel like Call of Duty is still making it decent because you get what? Like at least four map packs per season pass, I think. Yeah, you
2: yeah. get map packs, then if it has zombies, you get things added to zombies. Um, Just a little various perks to it, right? Do I necessarily agree with it? No, but I mean, it's not as bad as say what's a good example of it?
1: Okay, first, I want to address why did it sound like Burn was taking a poop? <laughs> no,
2: a I, was I was stretching.
0: I was popping my back. back. <laughs> <with> <laughs> he just, yeah. He's just talking to us from the bathroom.
2: <laughs> I mean, hey, it could happen hey, if you wanted to. No, so.
1: We don't want that to
2: happen. Please okay. <laughs> Nah, so I was stretching when I was saying all that. <laughs> but hmm, what the hell was I saying? You made me wrong. <laughs> fighting games, fighting games are notorious for having shitty season oh, passes, man. right? Because let's go back to Mortal Kombat 10, right? Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 10 was like, oh, you could buy this season pass, the season pass, and you get X amount of characters. Mm-hmm. Then next thing you know like, nine months later, hey, Season Pass 2. Well, why is there a Season Pass 2? hmm Oh, because we added new characters. But I already bought the Season Pass. Yeah, but this is Season Pass 2.
1: Yeah, this is this is Season Pass 2. You, you got right.
2: Season Pass 1. That's, and oh. as much as I love Fighter Z,
1: that Fighter Z did ridiculous. the same shit. Yeah, they're getting a Z ridiculous. did
2: the same shit because they had the initial season pass that you bought and you got the Super Saiyan Blue characters and a few other characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like Goku and Vegeta base form, all that. And then they ended up with season pass 2 that gave you GT Goku and Movie Broly, Movie Gogeta, Janimba, Which I somebody Yeah
1: because I'm like season passes are getting ridiculous. And they got slick. I don't get me wrong, I love Fighter Z, but they got slick. And they went back to like the Tenkaichi uh 3 where it was like over 100 characters, but it was pretty much the same character broken up in their different forms.
2: So, yeah, and that's my problem with Fighter Z because they did that shit with Goku. No other character. It was just whoa, Goku and Vegeta, and Vegeta. right? We have a game now with the same character five different times. Yeah, they play a little bit different, but still the same character. Yeah. For the most part, Fighter Z did it better than other games did per se, where it wasn't like, "Hey, we're going to give you this character," and it was literally a reskin of a character. <laughs> yeah. Like there, it, there are some differences between all five different versions of Goku in that game, but it's still kind of upsetting to think, yo, I got five different versions of Goku.
1: And didn't Street Fighter piss people off too? Because Street Fighter 5, didn't they do something similar?
2: Very similar. So Street Fighter 5 initially promised that they would not really, well, they would not have downloadable DLC, Every well, paid DLC. Everything would be a free update. You can earn everything through fight money, but the Cash 22 that they never mentioned was to earn everything through fight money. That is literally a game you have to play day in, day out, every day. And you have to play every mode, right? When they initially released the game, there was no arcade mode. The story mode was like bare bones. It was three levels per character. And once you were done with that, you had survival mode. And then it was all online after that. But there's people that, for them to practice playing before they play online, they practice on hard versus the computer. They play survival on hard versus the computer and all that. And there's only so much of that you can do. And that's what, pissed a lot of people off about it. So then when they release the arcade edition, which the arcade edition is doing a thousand times better, they're like, all right, cool. Same rule applies. You do not have to pay for a season pass for these characters, our content will be free as long as you have the fight money. The problem with the fight money is you don't earn that high amount of fight money unless you're playing consistent. Like you legit have to be playing day in, day out. That's the only game you play. And then once you earn enough to earn the, well buy those, excuse me, once you earn enough to buy those characters, you can buy those characters. Right. And then they had the, hey. Here you go. This is for all those people that don't want to play it to that extent and just want to buy the characters outright for
1: $30,
2: right? They're on season pass three right now.
1: Oh my gosh. You know, uh, and speaking of like season pass numbers, I know Rainbow Six is like I don't even know what season pass number they're on now. But like every time they do something, their game gets a complete overhaul. Like, I didn't even yeah. recognize the game when I was watching someone play it. I was like, what the heck is this? And I was like, wait, that's Rainbow Six? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. That thing has gone over a major makeover because it was like a lackluster lukewarm reception when the game first came out.
2: You're and talking it, about Siege, right?
1: Yeah. And when Siege, if you look at the Siege when it first came out to the Siege now, it's almost like a No Man's Sky transformation.
0: It's night and day. It's yeah. night yeah. and
1: day by like a landslide but that's too
0: hard too hard for me to learn so much to memorize
1: (laughs) oh my gosh like i'm afraid to even play it anymore because i'm like i don't you have to to
0: memorize everything about the maps
1: you got to memorize everything about the maps people will know if you don't know the maps you got to know the operators and the minute you pick an operator someone's really good with you're gonna get bitched out for it's like well you better do good with this operator and it's like dude i don't even know what map we're on right now like (laughs) what do you want me to do like the last time i played this game they had just released like the two operators that the that that like i don't even remember what their perks were but they had released two and i was like okay i'll get the pass for them now those like
0: people people will say someone's in the bathroom shoot through the wall you're like where's the bathroom where's
1: the bathroom (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it's like oh my gosh and like the thing is like people do know the map so well that they don't even have to see the enemies I've seen so many videos where people hear a footstep they immediately turn to the wall and know exactly like how many steps that person has potentially taken and then shoot them right through the wall and I'm like yep can't play this anymore not unless time I play to, with some friends
2: time to hit the old dusty trail Child. on the game
1: yep I'm like I have it but I might have to trade that bad boy in because I say, there is no way. And there's certain games because I am on some games. I am a hardcore gamer. Like if I get an MMO with with friends, I will go all in on it. I did it for the Old Republic. I did it for uh, ESO. I've done it for Guild Wars. Yes, I am one of those few that still plays Guild Wars. Like maybe mm-hmm. like, maybe once every couple years <laughs> like like I, I don't think i fired it up for like the last year i
0: probably poke in there just to make sure i still have a character or something um and i used to play an old game called uh perfect world it i it became came uh pay to win
1: yeah and i had a. Oh. oh my god that's the thing like gaming is just
0: so expensive now you know what's so cool about perfect world is like i was playing this back in um in middle school like probably like 2008 or something like right when it first came out and they 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 have a thing where you do like faction wars and stuff and you attack territory um and when you go inside it's like 80 versus 80 mmo and the map is laid out exactly like a moba three paths turrets along the path have the tanks carry catapults to take out the turrets or you can't go into their base and inside their base there's a nexus you know, and I, I loved it. It was probably the best weekends I ever had in my life. And unfortunately, I had a really bad computer at the time, so I lagged like crazy. But man, if they didn't become pay to win, I'd probably still be playing that game to this day. And
1: that's the thing. A lot of these games have gone,
0: you know, either pay to
1: win, loot box, season pass, season pass and loot box. It's just Well, like... this game,
0: this game went extreme pay to win. They came out with gear that was probably, like, five times better than the current best gear, and it costed like $1,500 to get it with real money, and um, what? yeah, $1,500. <laughs> and if you wanted to farm for it, it would take you, like, two years of hardcore farming. So oh it was just, like, unrealistic. So many people bought it, and then because you're behind and you, like, you're forced to get it, or to quit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's disappointing i put a lot of time into that game i'm i'm just scared like that
1: because there's almost every time a game comes out i'm like all right when i see it and they announce it and then the game releases the first thing i'm waiting for is like okay i've just spent 60 dollars on this game this game is quote unquote not complete season pass I'm waiting for you to drop it. There's not a single game that comes out now that doesn't say season pass at the end of it. Season pass. Okay, cool. How much is it? God of War. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only one within a while.
2: Oh, no. I can name a bunch, but eh, you're not wrong.
1: Okay, I'm going to say like this. Triple A title-wise, God of War is probably the only one.
2: Persona 5.
1: Now, would we say now, are we talking uh, American market or worldwide? Because I know, worldwide. I know I know Persona. Yeah, yeah, if we're talking worldwide, then yeah, I can see that. But I don't feel like a lot of Japanese Japanese games that may have gotten an English translation do season pass and stuff. Like Usually they get a complete game from Go and Persona 5 in itself is a massive game. Right. So, I mean, that would probably be like if someone was like, "Hey, DLC in an already massive game," people would probably be like, "Uh, okay," because they know they're gonna get their money's worth because it's probably gonna be well, a massive, massive. Think money.
2: of Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 was a mass already massive game, and then all of a sudden they decided, "Hey." You need a season pass to understand what happened to this character, this character, and this character.
1: Yeah, for that one level when everyone got separated. Yep. Which pissed me off.
2: Oh, I'm so salty about that. Super
1: duper pissed me off. And now I'm kind of worried about Final Fantasy VII because it's going to be episodic releases. And last time I remember games doing episodic releases, unless you bought a pass, you had to pay for every episode individually.
0: Well, I well, mean, how,
1: usually well, they how look I, buy I heard about
2: 7 was different. Yeah, how I heard about 7 is if you buy the game and it's not like an episodic release, it's just that they're debating whether or not it's going to be hey, these discs are going to be labeled as episodes so when it comes time for that update, it's updated as an episode instead of buying a whole 3 disc pack or anything like that because you gotta think Final Fantasy 7 was a three disc game. And granted most systems nowadays they have the power and capability to play a large formatted game like Call of Duty being over 100 gigs.
1: Every time. Off of that,
2: off of that one disc. But look at Red Dead. Red Dead was like 150 gigs worth of content. And they needed two discs for that. One to download the full goddamn game to and the other for the actual game to be ran with.
0: That's so why GameStop's becoming useless. Oh yeah,
1: yep. yeah, yeah. Their their
0: uh, stock value has tanked. That's I would I would I'd probably go buy physical games still if um if I knew I could pop it in and just start playing it. That's the thing. Yeah. But now you can download it, and then now you can download it early. Yeah. So I still buy physicals. I'm still a I'll, sucker for physical. I'll buy physical if I think it's going to be like, I don't know, valuable in that sense, or if I want to return it for sure. Like, I like, like a game that I would do is like, um, like for example, when Ratchet and Clank or Spyro came out with their remakes, those are the kind of games that I'd be okay with like selling it back after I beat it. Right. <sighs> well, like. But I mean
2: I buy at Best Buy. Constantly I buy games at Best Buy. And unfortunately lives
1: by Best Buy. (laughs) I
2: really do. (laughs) Unfortunately for me, though, they how I was buying a lot of my games is they had that Gamers Club Unlocked. For those of you that unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to participate in Gamers Club Unlocked, it was a program where Best Buy gave you 20 percent off discount on any video game release whether it was pre-owned or new so automatically a game that was worth 60 dollars became 47.99 off back and you had this perk for two
1: years Dang you got that memorized huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) He he did he had that completely memorized because every time when i would visit he would he would say that exactly to me (laughs) (laughs)
2: 47.99 Yep, because in the last up until probably one we June mm-hmm. for two years straight, I did not pay full price for a video game ever. Up until June of this year, um, what was it? <sighs> Actually, yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Well, Red Dead Redemption Two, the collector's edition. That was like a hundred and something dollars. I paid fifty bucks for because I had so many discounts on top of that Gamers Club unlock. And that was the other thing that you got from it, was it gave you double Best Buy points, Mm -hmm. and you could use Best Buy points on top of those discounts. Hell, even for- you probably get
0: a bigger discount than I did when I worked there.
2: Well, and that was the thing. And even the workers, because I had a friend that worked there, they were like, hey, The Gamers Club Unlocked is a better discount than what we get in store. But Best Buy wasn't making money off of the. Well, Best Buy was making money off of Gamers Club Unlocked, but the companies. Well, actually, no, the companies were making money off of Gamers Club Unlocked, but Best Buy wasn't making money off of Gamers Club Unlocked because now they weren't selling these games for full price. So they had to front the bill to these companies, these AAA companies that they were getting the stock from these game stocks from, and now they had to front the extra, however much for that game, which was hurting them. So they canceled it in 2018. But if you have bought a membership before they canceled it, you had it for the two years.
1: Good okay. grief.
2: Well, shit. Borderlands three. I bought the $100 version and I got it for 40 bucks.
1: Yeah, All because
2: of the amount of discount. Well, you were there when I bought that I shit, was
1: there. I think. Yeah. I, was yeah.
2: There. I remember because you almost shit your pants when you saw how much I paid.
1: I mean, I've had moments where I could go into it because GameStop's values just kind of plummeted. I've had moments where like, because I, I went in and bought, what, two games and a collectible last time I went to GameStop and spent $30. Yeah that, that was just cuz I had so many reward points that I just never used. I got me some coupons and then I had a gift card and I went in and I was like, "Okay, you know what? Let me grab this game, let me grab some collectibles and I walked out and spent $30." And now GameStop is going full collectible, which is totally understandable because like most people aren't buying, Are buying digital. Yeah, they're doing digital cuz of convenience cuz it's like, "Oh, cuz you can wake up and go, "Oh crap, this game came out today. Let me log on and download it real quick."
0: Instead no, of, not, or you just, if you buy it, it automatically downloads and it's good to go. Yeah. It yeah. just unlocks. I am like, yep, that's, I don't want to get a disc and have to sit through 100 gigabyte download. Exactly.
1: Because it'll, it'll just come with everything you need it, and then, you, and then you're good to go. And it's like, cool. Or you could do like, you know, the one time I did where you're standing outside a GameStop at nine o'clock at night <laughs> for the midnight release.
0: Man, good times. Good times. Good I did that to like almost like every Halo game I did that. Uh, and then you're standing in line
1: and it was kind of cool because you know it's like oh you get this poster and you get this thing to prove that you were just so determined to get your midnight release game it's like I can't I haven't
2: done that since I lived in Hawaii and with Hawaii it was convenient because they couldn't do midnight releases so their quote unquote midnight releases were 6pm releases the day before
1: (sighs) good times those were the good days (laughs) But, well, yeah, I mean, this is where the gaming is, is heading. It's it's all money. So when you buy a game, on average, when you buy a game, depending on how much you like that game, you are going to spend well over $100 on that one game now. So games are definitely by far more expensive than they were, even when games were expensive back in like the 80s and 90s. Because yeah. when you bought that game, yeah, it might have been 60 $70, but that was it.
2: It was a one-time fee.
1: It was a one-time fee, one and done, boom. Now, what? Each season pass, even if it's like twenty dollars a pop, but you got to think like, okay, twenty. When I, I I see a red flag when it's a twenty dollars season pass, because I'm like, there's going to be more. If the cheaper it is, the more it is, because they're gonna they they're so smart. They're like, if we make it affordable, quote unquote. Then we can slide in more because everyone's just going to think, "Oh, it's only twenty dollars." Like twenty dollars, yeah. Because most people will go like, if it's fifty dollars, they're like, "Uh," unless they're a hardcore player of that game and that's like the only game they play. You do like, you know, you bring it down to like thirty dollars. People are like, "Eh, maybe, okay." You I know think who's
2: I'll do notorious it. for that bullshit? Who? Um, Ko, koi animate not Ko animation, but um. Dynasty Warriors, right? Oh,
1: they're. Oh, yeah.
2: Dynasty Warriors 9 has four season passes. Eats the value of the game
1: right now. Wow. So, they're they're just, if people are buying it, they're making a killing. It's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And the thing is, I still, still very much believe, I'm not saying it's all developers, I still believe a lot of these season passes all that is is the code they send to your game to unlock what's already sometimes in the game because that was the thing that people found out about destiny when they were when destiny became pretty much pay to play now uh people were finding glitches that let them into these maps they're like the stuff is already there it's already there the layout the build everything it's pretty much just like a switch that they hit and they're like, okay, it goes live. So when they're showing you the videos, like, oh, we're designing this, we're building that. We don't it know it was when... already built. Yeah, we don't know when that video was taken. All we can base it off of is, oh, this video just went live. They could have been filming that video when the game was still in development before it hit store shelves. Right. And then they just held on to the footage. And then when they're ready to release it, so that once they've gotten a certain dollar amount, once they've gone to corporate and they figured out, okay, this is once we do this this and this then we release this footage and then it goes out to the public and then everyone's like holy crap new stuff is coming when in actuality it was already there yeah because i'm like because you got to think about it these guys are already talking about oh we're working on the third okay well how how big is your team did you split your team up
0: right or- In mean, resident, resident evil 7 they like announced their expansion like the week after the game came out. after the
1: game came out that's a red flag it's like that means it's already there
0: yeah they just cut that out
1: yeah it's already there and 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 i'm pretty sure someone someone in a pr or whatever was got fire like hey maybe we should have waited just a little bit longer you think yeah (laughs) you think but i mean it's still built up the hype because then it's like, wait, there's more of the game coming. No, that's just telling you, they gave you an incomplete game and you yeah. got to pay to get the complete Very game. Much. You, you spent $60 for the skeleton. You spent $60 for the, the every, so here's pretty much where it's going. The $60 you spend is the demo. Yeah. And then no, every, everything else is what's behind a paywall. They value what they feel people will pay for and they lock it Behind a code, make it inaccessible. And a giant tech demo. And a giant tech demo, and then, boom. And and what I'm thinking is these big, massive updates. I'm I'm pretty sure it's just render fluff. (laughs) Yeah. A couple of codes. They probably make it a massive code, so people think they're getting this crazy big thing, like you know am i saying every game does that no i'm pretty sure there's some games out there that like no man's sky i by every means, don't think they had anything locked behind a paywall and all their stuff has been free which proves it can be done and you can have a phenomenal game
0: ah oh, they just said that they had stuff that they didn't
1: yeah they just did the opposite <laughs> they just did the opposite they just said hey yeah. here's this and we got nothing and we have not never... cut stuff out we just don't have it yet. <laughs> we just don't have it yet <laughs> so that they actually went and made it and you, I, you know why I say there's a difference between what is probably already in the game and, like, No Man's Sky? Because if you really look at No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky is telling on every major video game probably out there right now. When No Man's Sky does a major update, it is riddled with glitches and bugs. Yeah. Which means they did actually do something. When any of the other games come out and they released these massive major updates, it's like clean as if it was like already there. Like they already had all the time in the world to figure out what the bugs and glitches were. That's why I'm like, there's no way you can add a program. There's there's never a, per- a perfect program. You're not gonna just slide that in there and there not be a problem. Right. Like ever. Like Anthem, I felt that their stuff was probably built on the fly. Like they probably were doing the No Man's Sky thing.
2: No, 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 no. So, okay, I'm glad you brought up Anthem. Matter of fact, so they recently, somebody found out information or the company admitted that the demo, not the demo, the preview that they showed was false renders.
1: Wow. I mean, if you didn't learn anything from Watch Dogs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Watch Dogs taught me not to trust any of that.
2: But you still bought the game
1: well i had hopes for the game because they weren't harping on pvp which is something i've been thirsting for because everything is like to enjoy a game you've got to play pvp and it was like the pvp gaming portion of the world was dictating the direction of all the games now
0: look i i didn't i didn't fall for anthem i i was like after battlefront 2 i'm not trusting anything you guys are saying
1: oh well yeah I mean, but here's the thing, Battlefront 2, they've, I won't they say retconned, yeah, they've fixed you what know, yeah, they...
0: It took them too long, though.
1: Exactly. It took them getting flamed to hell and back to fix it. <sighs> but this is something that we can, we could go on for forever. Uh, but it is actually time for us to wrap this up. So before we do... Uh, there's something I wanted to start. I'm gonna start it this week. I want to call it the streamer shoutouts, and pretty much what it is is the guys and I we go out into Mixer, Twitch, wherever we decide to watch streams, and we pick some streamers that we feel deserve to have the spotlight on them.
0: Um, you know, this the- week picks me
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> just straight
0: up all all it's the, the only. All, yep, just all slots would be fat baker <laughs> now we got we got we got some good names for you guys it's,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah guys you got to go check out these streamers um because they're they're really good and and they definitely do deserve some attention uh, the first one on my list is Nakia Nightshade. You can find her on Twitch.tv forward slash Nakia Nightshade. That's N-I-T-E. She is a phenomenal streamer. She plays Smite, Overwatch, Dead by Daylight, Paladins. Uh, she's a very diverse gamer. She's very entertaining. She will have you laughing. I love her Mortal Kombat Monday night tournaments. Those, those are super entertaining. Uh I have been participating. I am and I'm still going to brag about it until I'm no longer in the top 3 in the tournament. Uh but anyway, guys, you've got to go check her out. She is a phenomenal streamer. I love her channel and I'm actually going to plug in her friend, The Funny Honey. Uh you can actually find her as well. She is another amazing streamer. Those two are like a dynamic duo. Like, yep. Like They're like Batman and Robin pretty much And when those two get together It is always a good time I promise you guys Check them out Once again it's Nakia and Nightshade It's all one word N-I-T-E. And the funny honey with one N in funny Also all one word You can find them both at twitch.tv
0: We haven't uh, checked yet the, she was a guest on your podcast as well
1: Yes, actually for one of my first full episodes she, she and I did an interview So if you go back, you can see And you can actually, you know, hear her. She's She is an old school gamer And like Guys, I'm just going to say Don't let the pretty face fool you That's all I'm going to say But guys, go check her out I, I promise you will enjoy her The next one I want to bring up is a Mixer streamer And she is a sweetheart through and through Kasira, K E S W R A Guys, this this woman is she's like the sweetest <laughs> she's like the sweetest girl I've met as a streamer. She is like super duper friendly. She's always visiting other streamers and like cheering them on and and you know, dropping follows everywhere and and then she finally started streaming. And she's actually been doing really good, like, within her first week, because that's just how friendly she is. That, like, people, like, are just Magnetized just, to her. Yeah, exactly. They're just magnetized to her. And I got her to start playing No Man's Sky, and that's what she's been streaming. And it's just so entertaining because just, like, watching her, this innocent <laughs> streamer play No Man's Sky is is just so fast and it's always a great time like her community is super duper friendly guys super duper friendly and that's like something that's almost hard to find it's just like a pure friendly community and it's super relaxed in her streams i highly recommend going to check her out once again mixer.com forward slash kassira guys check her out and finally this guy one he's got a killer beard (laughs) <laughs> this dude's <laughs> got a killer beard my boy risk it biscuit on twitch
0: let's get for the biscuit
1: dude like one i love his emotes they, they make me hungry like they're just straight biscuit emotes. like i hope he never changes them but you want to talk about someone that is very engaged with his viewers this guy is super engaged with his viewers i went into one of his streams and the conversation was just so interesting we were talking about technology we were talking about games he has a very decent game library i mean he has a little bit of everything from horror to action to rpgs he had a little bit of everything um and why i liked his stream was even though he was playing like a pvp match on call of duty where you can go in and see a lot of streamers and they're so focused on their match that their chat is just doing whatever he was playing the game doing fine but stayed engaged with his viewers and in my opinion that's what it is all about as a streamer is staying engaged with your viewers like letting them feel like they're part of the action and that's what I felt when I went into his stream I felt like even though he was playing I was part of the action with him and it was just so entertaining like I've never enjoyed watching someone play Call of Duty the way he does and it's not like he's like a a professional he's not like you know a, a ninja on Fortnite but it's like I can't if I let me put it this way, I go and I could watch a professional person playing Call of Duty, and I am not interested at all because they're not engaged with the viewership. You know, they're just out there to get. Into. Are they good at the game? Absolutely. Do I feel connected to them? Definitely not. But when I was watching him, he was decent at the game. He was engaged, and I never enjoyed watching someone play Call of Duty as much as when he played. And I could tell that like when he plays other games, I would just be thoroughly entertained, even if it's a game I'm not interested in. So if you want. To find a channel that is very engaged, check out Riscuit Biscuit, R-I-S-C-U-I-T, Biscuit, all one word, Twitch.tv. Guys, so those are our streamer picks for this week. Next week, we will have a completely different list. The guys and I, we're going to just go spread out, find them, shout them out. So the are <laughs> but yeah this is just so that these guys can get recognized because
2: you're talented talented. in your own way
1: exactly exactly they they offer so much to their viewers that i i feel that you know they deserve to get recognized so i just want to do that next week yes fat baker will throw you in there (laughs) but no actually no i want i do want uh fat baker to throw out his, uh, his plugins one more time for you guys if he doesn't mind doing that
0: mm, uh, maybe um, okay So, <laughs> my name is Fat Baker it's twitch.tv slash fat P H A T underscore Baker I do a little bit of variety um, right now I'm kind of hitting up some horror games just finished Dead Space I'm hitting up Wild Classic next week Wednesday, Saturdays, I do Planet Side 2. So tonight, I'll be playing Planet Side 2. Guys,
1: check them out. Check them out. Also, if you want to help support the channel, the podcast, the team, and I, check out the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Itachi266. Or you could just go to anchor.fm forward slash Gamma Games and help support the channel, help support the podcast. We love doing this for you guys. This is all the time we have for today. Love you guys. Be safe out there. We will see you on the
0: next episode. Later, guys. do drugs, drugs, kids. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's up, everyone? Atachi266 here. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Atachi2661 and Instagram at Atachi266Ttv. Also, think about becoming a patron and help support the channel at Patreon.com/slash Atachi266. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.